All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here with the uh, the first episode of our uh, Justice League coverage. It's going to be, we're going to be jumping around a little bit. Um, our goal is to read uh, the Grant Morrison uh, JLA run. That's our goal for this series. Um, I think we can get it done in three episodes, maybe four. We'll, okay. Let's take a look. Um, but it'll be something Damn, like it, that. it goes on that long? Um, well, if, if we go by arc, it depends on how much we read. So if we re- if we keep reading, two no, I arcs, mean like just Grant Morrison. Like there's uh, enough of that, and let's find out exactly how long Grant Morrison's run is. Because today we're going to be reading all the way up and up through issue 15, 15 yeah. which is Rock of Ages. So uh, yeah, looking it up now, it looks like there is uh, 41 ish uh, on issue 41 is when Morrison leaves. So okay. that's what we'll read up to. There's a little bit of Mark Wade in there, a little bit of Mark Miller as well, which <laughs> we'll probably skip those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that that's the plan. We're going to go through that whole run. Uh, the reason why is because uh, uh, you might have heard the, the Snyder Cut came out. The, yep. the fucking thing that never should have existed, but now it does. <laughs> so we watched it. Yep. Uh, um, I, mean, I mean, leading off, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the movie itself later, but I, I, I am just to be uh, upfront from the very beginning. I'm very upset that that movie got made because yeah, it sets a very, very stupid precedent. The context, is, uh, yeah, all the, like literally the day after, it was like, release the air cut. It's like, Jesus yep. Christ, people. So now all, all the like the whiny, abusive trolls on Twitter are going to yep. be able to get whatever the hell they want now. That's the state of affairs now, and it's pretty like uh, discouraging. Yeah, because that's the thing, is we talked about it last week, is like, uh, Zack Snyder's like, uh, you know, fine. There's He's nothing, a fine guy. Yeah, yeah, a lot of his fans are fine, but a, a lot of his fans are not. A lot of his fans are fucking assholes who uh, harass people and uh, troll them online to try to get their fucking movie created. Yep. Uh, so uh, those people do not deserve this movie, so that's the part that upsets me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about the movie itself uh, in a vacuum uh, when we get to the end, because mm-hmm. I, I don't, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to, so no. that's... Damn it, I wanted to spend this podcast complaining about it, now and, I can't. <laughs> and I've got kind of a unique uh, experience, too, because I never even saw the Whedon cut. That's true, I never yeah. Even, so I have I, I had so, such little context to the differences, like, and apparently The Flash is just, like, irredeemable in the Whedon cut. Oh, it's really bad, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it, because, yeah, that'll be interesting, because there, I imagine there's probably very few people who are watching the Snyder cut who did not see the the Whedon cut yeah I'm sure there's a few but there's yeah, probably it's, a few it's definitely it's the probably minority. less common though yeah because if, if you're interested in the Justice League movie you probably were especially a couple years ago too especially yeah. when it's a four hour movie like if you're coming in blind most people are gonna be like I'm not devoting that kind of time <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> a four hour movie to one I heard only an terrible. insane person would do that <laughs> oh yes oh you see yeah, that's the thing is we had to watch a four hour fucking movie and it feels it, it took me three sessions it feels like four hours like I enjoyed it but it, I still took three part chunks because just like I was it's, just like eh it's just too much it's a slow burn. Yeah, it's too much, and there's like, it's not four hours of we couldn't cut a single scene because they're they're all so exciting. It's oh like, yeah, not necessarily. There's a lot you could have cut. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into the, the nitty gritty with that uh, in the second half of the podcast because if this is your first time joining us, uh, usually what we'll do is we'll read a comic book for the first half of the podcast, kind of book club our way through it, and kind of talk through uh, a little bit of what happened, just in case you haven't read it or if you haven't read it in a while. Um, but sharing our thoughts on what we thought about uh, through it. Um, that, that'll be the first half of the podcast. And then the second half, we usually compare it to an adaptation based on the same movie, character, what have you. Um, so examples we watched, we have read, uh, you know, Frank Miller, Daredevil, and watched the Daredevil movie, and then the Electra movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we, Two gems. Yes. Uh, we reread Catwoman and then watched the Catwoman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do TV shows as well. We did WandaVision a couple weeks ago. Um, so we do all sorts of shit. Uh, this week, like I said, we're going to be doing all Justice League for a little bit. 
um, reading JLA, and then this week we obviously like we talked about what we talked about the Snyder Cut, and then next week we're gonna be uh, digging into something else Justice League related. There's tons of adaptations, animated and what have you, that we can go through. So we'll we'll take our pick. Oh yeah, um, I'm assuming there's good Dark Side ones. Oh for sure, yeah, cool. um, yeah, because I mean the Justice the Justice League animated show didn't didn't age as well as I remember or thought it would. Okay. on the rewatch, but there's still Just like some... in terms of quality or uh, and writing. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. But there, there are some gems that still kind of hold up, and there's a lot of stuff we could go through even besides the animated show. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we can we can dig into that. If you have an opinion on what adaptation you'd like to see us talk about uh, Justice League related after the Snyder Cut, you can find us on Twitter over at Agents of Podcast. If you want to follow us there, uh, you can you know uh, tweet at us and give us a suggestion, because if you do, we'll probably just lean towards that, because then we know at least one person wants to see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's the, uh, definitely a way to get in contact with us. Um so I think that's the plan. Uh, on the docket soon is uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that probably at, maybe after this. Maybe there'll be one thing but in between. We'll see how many episodes there are. Yeah. Um, I watched the first episode of that. It's fine. I, I know. Honestly, I'm having a hard time getting the urge to like jump into it just because I'm so yeah. tired. Because I already know it's going to be like a military hoorah, like buddy cop kind of It started feel. that way at least. I, yeah. I think I'm hoping with Bucky, like that'll be like the one thing. Because Bucky can't be like a hoorah working for the military guy because he's That's like a wanted thing. criminal. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, uh, like I just don't know how the tone I, of that I just is want Falcon feel. to just like get out of that mindset and be like, no, go vigilante, bud. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> uh, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I mean, the cool part is that uh, Zemo is going to be in it. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Zemo's the villain. I've, we haven't, he wasn't in the first episode, but I'm sure he, he'll be in it soon enough. Is uh, Flag Smasher in it? Uh, whatever his name is. Who is he in the movies already? Or are you talking about someone think, in the I comics? think it's someone new. Oh, I, I think so. That might be that might be something that was hinted at. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought I saw someone talking about it. Oh, uh, maybe. I'm, it could have been before it came out, though, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, because after WandaVision, it, this just seems like kind of like a step backwards, but we'll see. I yeah. mean, there, there, there was some some good things to say about it, but I think it's a show where you might benefit from waiting a little bit and then having a couple to watch because it's not as much of a, uh, like one episode is going to be exciting like WandaVision sometimes was. I feel like this is going to be more of a slow burn. Okay. Uh, so it might be a good idea to kind of, um, you know, start that way and wait till there's a couple episodes out. Uh, that's what we'll be doing, at least on the podcast. I'm trying to think what else comes out soon in the near future. Doom Patrol, maybe? I, I, that might still be way in, in the future. Yeah, I, I think Lock early key, predictions hopefully? are maybe fall, yeah. yeah I'm hoping know. that, maybe summer. Yeah, but we'll see. Like, again, if My have, hopes aren't high, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, if you have a suggestion, hit us up on Twitter. Where our schedule's wide open until the pandemic ends, which, you know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but without further ado, we're going to get started on our book for the week, which is going to be uh, JLA... Um, we're going to be reading issues one through 15, uh, talking about mainly the, the two big arcs in this, which is the one, the one versus the, uh, the Protex, uh, or sorry, Protex and the Hyper Clan. Uh, and then the second arc, which is Rock of Ages, the mm-hmm. Lex Luthor, uh, dark side story. So th- those are the two we're going to be talking about, uh, this week. Uh, this, this book is, uh, written by Grant Morrison, as we've mentioned, uh, art is by Howard Porter. Um, where is the credits page? Give me that credits page. There it is. Uh, we have inks by John Dell. We have um, colors by Pat 
uh, this font is impossible to read. Sorry, sorry, letterer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no respect. Uh, Pat Aguirre and letters by Ken Lopez. Again, I'm sorry for dissing your letters just now. <laughs> uh, but yes, that we're going to be reading a JLA. This first arc um, kind of starts out with um, a, like a new JLA showing up. It's like this new. They call themselves the the Hyper Clan, and they show up on the front like lawn of the White House and pop out of their spaceship, and they're like, "We're here to save the Earth! Hoo- hooray!" Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they start, like, you know, building all this, you know, uh, wild stuff across the earth, like, you know, planting trees in the desert uh, and, like, solving world hunger and, like, fixing the ozone and doing all this, uh, you know, the, the super uh, Superman shows up and he's like, uh, uh, who the hell are you guys? He showed up, like, out of nowhere. And uh, he introduced himself. He's like, no, you're right to be skeptical. We'll prove ourselves. Like, we're, we're here to help. Yeah, and, instantly uh, just being the shining star, and it's instantly suspicious, of course. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, even and even Superman is the, suspicious, which is cool. Yeah, yeah and because the main dude is basically like a golden Superman with flowing blonde hair. Yeah, he's like, he's like a golden <laughs> god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a five-star man. <laughs> uh, to go over the team that we have on this book, because um, every Justice League book has a slightly different team, uh, we have obviously the, the main three, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Uh, the Flash is Wally West here, which I love. I, I always love when Wally's on the Justice League instead of Barry Allen, because he's a lot more uh, fun to read about, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, you you shade Barry Allen a lot. Barry Allen sucks, You're definitely man. a Wally West huge oh, who do, who, oh, I really want my Golden Age cop. Uh, <laughs> fucking speedster back. <laughs> Who doesn't love him? Yeah. Uh, fuck Barry Allen. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, but we also do have uh, Kyle Rayner as the Green Lantern. He was the Green Lantern of this era. Um, I, yeah, I know you said you weren't familiar with him coming into this because he, he was a Green Lantern for a very short period of time, I feel like. Okay. Um, but he's just kind of like a, a college, like, broke artist, kind of like a Spider-Man type, I guess. Gotcha. To put it very, very simply. Yeah, it's kind of vibes I got from that. Yeah. Um, and then we have Martian Manhunter, of course, and then Aquaman, who's not always on the team, but I like when he shows up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great in this, too. Yeah. I like the way Grant Morrison writes a lot of these characters because, um... Especially the Flash, I feel like Grant Morrison. I really wish they would have eventually done like a whole Flash run because oh, they, they yeah. have really interesting ways of just like playing with that and a good sense of humor with it too. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, there's like a funny scene here where uh, uh, Linda is like yelling at uh, Wally for like watching too much TV and that uh, he didn't pick up like her jacket from the from the dry cleaning. And then th- this was a good part of the art too because literally she's like scolding him for not picking up like uh, like not doing this chore she asked him to do. And then he's like, okay, I'll get it. And then the next panel, he hasn't moved, but the dry cleaning is behind her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just went there so fast. He's, it's not even shown in the panels. I thought that was a clever way of paneling that. Yeah, there's a few moments where he he does pretty much the same thing just with different people right um but yeah like you said these these people are like kind of instantly suspicious and the justice league is is on top of that as well because one of the first things that happens is the uh the justice league watchtower gets sabotaged and literally just explodes in the sky um and wonder woman like tries to hold it together but it's like just it's it's going apart and like a couple justice league members even die here like including a metamorpho yeah it's a heroic effort yeah so, so it's a big deal. Like, the Justice League Watchtower is down, and, like, after that, they have to, like, rebuild it on the moon later on. Yeah, which, I mean, is infinitely cool. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's kind of an upgrade. Yeah, right. Uh, the way Grant Morrison writes Batman is, is really fun in this art, uh, in this whole Oh, book. absolutely. It's Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts. Because, obviously, Grant Morrison can write Batman. They wrote, oh, like, yeah. maybe the best Batman run ever. Yeah, um, definitely my favorite. Yeah, so uh, just the way that um, Batman is written here, where, like, uh, Batman's not in the first issue, like, at all. He and shows up literally at, at the, the very end. end yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, when it's like, where the hell is Batman? Like, we've been doing all this shit, and he's like, I've been here for an hour. I've already been working. <laughs> yeah, just hiding up in the rafters. <laughs> just, just gargoyling 
up there. Yeah, it's a it's a classic freaking introduction. Uh, and so the Justice League splits up and kind of splits their team to go after these different uh, Hyper Clan members to to stop them from what they're doing because they they pretty much figured out like this is war at this point. Yeah, these dudes just showed up and who else who else could have done this? Right. So Wonder Woman goes after uh one of them that's kind of uh, near the ocean, which is where uh, Aquaman gets into the mix as well and kind of rejoins the Justice League. It seems like he wasn't on the team at first. Yeah, shows up riding on a whale. I love the design of this era of, oh, right, yeah, I love when he does that. <laughs> right. It's fucking, like a sperm whale, too, so it's like a fucking tidal wave. Yeah, it's massive. <laughs> uh, but I love the design of Aquaman in this era, because I love the hook and, like, the metal oh, yeah. arm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's like a winter soldier Aquaman. Yeah, it looks dope. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other, uh, like, basically, this team uh, mirrors the Justice League in some ways. They have their own speedster, who uh, Wally kind of figures out is not connected to the speed force, and so he's able to kind of run around the planet mm -hmm. and catch up to him and then just, like, hit him once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wally's got a good line where he's like, you know, going at this velocity, I could hit him up to eight times before he even realizes I'm here. One ought to do the trick. Oh, yeah. Pop. <laughs> just, like, sends him flying. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, lo I love when the Flash is, like, uh, is written well like that, when you can just, like, play with the science of it. That's the way to write, like, a fun Flash in, like, uh, combat situations. Yeah, and that's why it would have been great for Morrison to get like a whole run on him. Yeah, for sure. Oh, oh yeah, there's a cool part at the end, which is kind of like a, a, a twist to set it up initially, because we have Martian Manhunter uh, floating meeting Protex, the leader, kind of like in secret. And Protex is like, you didn't want the Justice League to know you're meeting with me. Huh? I knew you'd betray them. And it's like, yeah. oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, one of the big twists. Uh, and so we got the whole team split up. I mean, most of them are doing okay. Uh, Martian Manhunter, maybe traitor. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Superman goes down. They have they got their hands on Kryptonite. Um, apparently, quote unquote, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they shoot down Batman's plane. And I like the way this is handled here because the uh, the Hyper Clan, who we'll find out in a minute here, are Martians. Yep. Uh, they're they're all super powered. Martians have a lot of superpowers, and they're really fucking you know. Uh, strong mm -hmm. so they view humans at least these ones do as just kind of like ants like they can't do anything so when batman's plane goes down they're like should we even search the wreckage and they're like uh, don't risk the flames because they're martians yeah um which seems like kind of a throwaway line but once you get the context it comes the later, off, right yeah so rereading re this was fun um but yeah he's like don't don't even search the wreckage uh it's a human who gives a shit mm-hmm He's like, there's then, no way he lived. Yup, which sets up the really cool situation of the Justice League is captured. Only Batman is free. <laughs> right. Um, it reminds me of uh, a really old um, issue in uh, one of the first issues of Claremont's X-Men. Well, we, oh, we read this one. Uh, this was in the Dark Phoenix. When the, what, the issue where Wolverine is like uh, on his own. Uh, oh, and the, the Hellfire Gala. Yeah, like, going against the Hellfire Club. This yep. reminded me of that when like Batman's by himself going in. Oh, absolutely. Like, rescue the team, yeah. Yeah, a lot of flashes of that. <laughs> one page that I really like where when Flash is running away from the villain he's fighting is he just like runs like randomly through this like uh, marketplace and this dude's like about to drop this like elegant like you know ceremonial like vase and like right as he's about to drop it bear uh, or Wally's like right on his way through and just picks it up he's like oh here you go and then just keeps running <laughs> just this panel of this dude just like with question marks all over his head like what the fuck just happened <laughs> normal stuff I just because that page doesn't even need to be there it's just fucking hilarious oh yeah um, but yeah, it's really cool because Batman's on his own going against these uh, Hyper Clan uh, members, and he takes out one of them like on oh, yeah. his own. I forgot to ask you this. So, uh, speaking of Green Lantern from earlier, so it, this sequence uh, right after that, where um, what's their name? They like they're like, oh, it's a Green Lantern. Like you just have to become yellow, and he can't do anything. Oh right. And that, so, what's the reason why he can like fight like yellow? 
Um, it's because that was a uh, an old thing with um, like the old Green Lanterns. That yeah. impurity was kind of like I think at this era taken away because it was a, a, a very very early on Green Lantern thing. Okay, which was like yellow is your weakness, but it was stupid. So Stop doing <laughs> yeah. it. That sounds infinitely lame. Oh, it gets dumber. It used to be wood. <laughs> Oh, God. Wood is my weakness. Yeah, you're like a cosmic entity, and wood's your weakness. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. That's rough. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's no wood in space. I guess. So it's, yeah, I maybe. <laughs> but still, that's kind of, it's a stretch. You're like, what are you, a vampire? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Batman's on his own, takes out one of the members of, uh, you know, we don't even see the like the combat happen. We get this from the perspective of the Protex clan, mm-hmm. or of the Hyper clan. Um, they're kind of just walking through and one of their members is tied up with a note on him, like diehard style. Yeah. Uh, and on the note, it says, I know your secret that you're Martians. Yep. And, uh, so Batman's just going off, picking them all off one by one. And then we see he's like lit a fire around where the fight's about to happen. It's like no powers. Well, now we're fighting in a fire ring. Like the scores are even now. <laughs> yeah. You're in my arena, fool. Right. And then he just cracks his knuckles. He's like, ready when you are. Like, this is fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love Batman in this run. Oh, my God. Oh, and Superman, too, has a really cool moment when he, uh, like, because Grant Morrison, uh, I love the way that Grant Morrison writes Superman because Superman is always written as also, like, really intelligent, too. Oh, yeah. Which uh, he should be. A lot of times people dumb him down because they're like, they think that's the one way to make Superman have a weakness. I'm like, that's... Yeah, I, he's got to be Joe Everyman. Uh, it's like, no. no, he comes from a highly intelligent race of aliens. Yeah, Like, he exactly. should be super smart. Yeah, and it, like, it, it, usually it's, it's supposed to be implied that, like, his whole body kind of works on, like, an extra scale. So, like, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. So he's able to actually deduce just, like, through logic, just like, wait... This could just be like a sensory effect. This could be like a placebo. Like they're showing me crypt- kryptonite and I'm having like a response to it like it's kryptonite. But what mm-hmm. if it's not? Yep. And then he kind of figures out, he even figures it out on his own. Like the same thing Bruce did. Like these are Martians based on like how they've been acting. Yeah. Because he's like, how the hell could they have gotten kryptonite? Like there's no way. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so the second he realizes it, it's hilarious because Protex just like gets on the radio. He's like, I think he's figured it out. I think he's figured it out. We're fucked. We're fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the panic, like alarm message. Like, don't come save us. Like, yeah. don't come here <laughs> yeah, Superman just breaks free effortlessly and like I have no plan for this <laughs> um, but yeah uh, not so much of a shocker it turns out that the Martian Manhunter was not a traitor uh, he was just playing the because Mar- he knew they were Martians yeah because um, I, I don't remember the full content I don't know if he fully goes into it but it's it kind of sounded like there's like different kind of like a cast in like their planet so like they the the hyper clan came from like a different yeah it's ex- it was like he's green and yeah like they're, they're the pale different... martians he says so it's okay like, that's uh, what it was yeah so it's like a different species or maybe just like a different uh a different like culture uh gotcha on, on mars he, he describes them as like the imperialists of, of mars pretty much yeah they were like the the scholars like the like the elites right um and so he uh so yeah he's like you know you uh, pale martians like i i know what you're like like you're always out for war like mm-hmm. um so i thought that was a cool twist because when you're first reading this you're like a hyper clan who like who the hell are these guys they seem weird yeah and it's like oh it, they're weird for they're trying to imitate the justice league because they can create shapes yeah uh, and there's some cool things that grant morrison introduces in this as well like kind of like the fact that they like take uh like pride and ownership over the shapes they create too which i think is kind of cool yeah definitely um because it's like, uh, you know, it's it's like uh, at, a, at a later point, like Martian Manhunter, like acts like one of the members of the Hyper Clan to like you know subterfuge his way in and get a, a nice hit in. Yeah, he's like, how dare he steal my form? That was one of my forms. Yeah, it's like identity theft. Right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. 
Um, yeah, because as powerful as these Martians are, and this goes for Martian Manhunter too, like, fire is a, that's a, a shitty weakness. That sucks. That's, oh, yeah. That's a big problem. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know anything about their, like, uh, home planet or whatever, but I guess fire wasn't a big thing there? Or, I mean, it, it could have been, but they just try to avoid it. I mean, you can avoid I it. mean, it's not like humans, we're weak to fire. Right. <laughs> so it's like, Some yeah. would say it's our weakness. <laughs> yeah, but, like, we still need it to live. Right, it's just we don't have superpowers to deactivate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool when they're able to surround him. Uh, when they, they surround him with candles a lot, these pale Martians, and when they do, it reminds me of the candle maker for some reason. Yeah, for so when sure. They're, when they're in their Martian form, they kind of have like have that shape too. Yep. Um, and there's a, a kind of interesting line here too, when um, they capture, they finally capture all the months so they know who they are, it's easy to defeat them, that the Justice League can handle that. Martian Manhunter and Superman have a conversation where they have like all these white uh, Martians imprisoned, and Superman's like, you know, what do we do with them? Like, do, Phantom Zone? Like, what? What do we like? What's the plan here? Like they're very powerful and they could fuck us up. Yeah. And uh, Martian Manhunter just grimly tells him like, "There's things that need to be done that you might not approve of, but there's a culture and a history here that that you don't know about. You weren't there." Mm-hmm. And then he's and Superman's just like, "Okay." <laughs> he's like, "Fuck. All right, <laughs> you handle it, bud." I'm like, not gonna attempt to dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Like even Superman's like. I respect that. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, no questions asked. Um, we're mainly here to talk about the two arcs, um, the Rock of Ages and the, the one we just talked about. Mm-hmm. But there is one one-off I want to touch on because I think it's really, 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 really good. The 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 uh, woman, the Tomorrow the Woman. The auditions? Huh? The auditions? The new yes, recruit? Yeah. Yes. The new Because the, the Tomorrow Woman issue is so fucking good. It, it, yeah, that is That's great. a great issue. Yep. Um, it's just like a one-off of these uh, these two scientists. Their names are... Um, I, I can't remember. It's really not important. They're just two mad scientists um, who, are, who have created an android um, who has like a perfect replica of a superhero with superpowers and everything, and they're going to use it to infiltrate the Justice League pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because the Justice League is having like open tryouts for uh, for a new member, and so there's a bunch of people there uh, for the tryouts. Um, we got some familiar faces, some some new people: Plastic Man, Aztec, who we talked about um, back when we read uh, Wonder Woman. Yep. Uh, Artemis, who actually same book. Yeah. Because it was an Aztec Artemis team up. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you remember correctly. <laughs> uh, so two of those we know already. Uh, Steel um, uh, is always great. Supergirl as well. I don't know why neither of them were picked because. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's so much. That's so useful. That seems like a pretty obvious choice. Oh wait, we can just have Supergirl. I, was that an option this whole time? <laughs> yeah. Why is she not on the team? And isn't she like related to Superman? Yeah, it's it's Superman's cousin. <laughs> it's like bro, they're incredibly close. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, isn't that your family? And Steel, for that matter. Come on, like, yeah, Superman. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Uh, there's some char- one, a couple characters in here I'm not familiar with. Uh, Damage and Warrior. I literally know nothing about them, so sorry. Yeah, never heard of them. Warrior fans. I don't know where you are, but <laughs> um, Hitman is interesting. Hitman's a Garth Ennis creation. Okay. Um, Garth Ennis created that character just as his own little corner of DC, but it ties in with the DC universe a, a few times. Oh, like, really? There's a really a really uh, famous uh hitman and superman team up issue oh cool that's supposed to be really good huh. um so that that's a book you can go back and read if you ever want some uh so that kind of it's kind of it's kind of like a jesse custer type gotcha oh and max mercury shows up as well it's a one of flash's mentors he's great hmm. uh he runs by saying a mathematical formula out loud it's ridiculous <laughs> i love him yeah that sounds campy as hell but like in a great way <laughs> oh and then we have green arrow there uh, oliver's son uh, connor Mm-hmm. Um, is trying out as well. He's the Green Arrow of uh, of right now because I think Oliver was dead in this period. He, he might mention that. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It, they don't go too deep into it, but it's definitely like he's like taking the mantle. Yeah, for some reason Oliver is off the table, and now it's Connor right now. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, no, he's definitely dead. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah, because when when Luther's trying, in, well, later on when Luther's trying to influence him or get him to oh, you're turn right. over, yep. It's like mm-hmm. where was Superman when your dad was killed yep. or whatever? I remember that. Yep. Um, also, we should call out uh, Superman's uh, suit suddenly changes. Yeah. When you when I went, I, this was one of the first books I read when I was getting into comics, and when I got to this issue, I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very. At first, I didn't even realize it was Superman. I was like, "Who's this blue dude?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those who can't see this, it's basically just like Superman and like without a cape. Which also, first of all, no. Yeah, it's it, just it, this would be so much better with a cape. Oh, absolutely! Like I would be down for this honestly it with be, the red cape. It would tie it all together. Be a huge difference. Yeah, but it's and like the eyes are weird. And yeah, in the chin mask. I don't know how to describe it, but chin masks are terrible. You should never have one on a costume. It's this, like the same outline as Magneto, almost. Yeah, like, but it's like, like not a like, helmet. Yeah, on a helmet it's fine because I imagine oh yeah it's for like, sure like not touching your face. But how would you wear a chin? It's terrible. I hate yeah, it. <laughs> it. It's just it what looks weird. It would just like be a little flap. Although with like his newer powers that come along with it and like how he travels is pretty cool because it's basically just like a lightning strike. Yeah, he basically gets like electric and like kind of magnetic powers. Yeah, because he can basically just like explode into like a a ray of light and just like travel that way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it it looks great that way. Like the powers, it's a cool addition to his powers to just kind of get creative with things. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the costume is terrible. There's no forgiveness. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, So unfortunately that costume's here to stay for a little bit too. Yep. Because uh, it was something that was happening in the Superman book. He did something and got new powers, and it was like a, a the blue era. <laughs> uh, and yet, they're having a funeral for Rex uh, for Metamorpho, who's a, a decently well-known uh, DC character. He's like a B-list, um, who had died when the, the Watchtower exploded. Yeah. And, uh, and Superman's like, there's an interesting scene here where Superman's sad. He's like, you know, everyone came to my funeral when I died. Like, where where is everyone? Mm-hmm. And uh, the priest is like, well, I mean, these superhero types, they don't draw much of a crowd anymore. People don't think they're going to stay dead. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, well. Which, which yeah. <laughs> eh, fair. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's interesting. So even when the priest buries him, he's like, Rest your soul, and you know until you come back. <laughs> Have a good nap. Maybe see you later. See you on on this side. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so then they have these tryouts, but the um, Tomorrow Woman, this new this new person who none of them met before, like just shows up and wows them all right away, just like you know acing every test perfectly. Yeah, and they end up choosing her, which uh, you like no one. Uh, imagine being like Kara. Imagine being Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, she just walked in. What the fuck, Clark? I'm your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's a major shade. Uh, but yeah, she she seems pretty great. Like initially, like she seems like a team player. Like she's helping out, and even Superman seems like you know they're like they're kind of like bonding a little bit. Like you know he's kind of like uh, showing her the ropes. Yeah. Um. And, but the scientists, you know, she keeps coming back, and like they keep like programming her to like you know like follow their commands and infiltrate the Justice League. Um. But it does kind of seem like she is like turning a little bit. Yeah. And because the whole twist of this issue, it's only one issue. By the end, they tell her they basically give her like execute order 66 like to make her turn and she refuses she like turns against it yeah she like gets free will basically yeah and then um she ends up being the only one who can like stop their plan from going off like stop the explosion she flies straight into it and just sacrifices herself yeah um to stop everything 
it, there's an, a, a really uh, touching moment too at the end when because uh, the scientist had talked about how um, the, the you know the, the android will never get free. We didn't even program freedom into her, her vocabulary. Yeah. And then Superman, like right as she's dying, like goes up to her and he's like, um, "Why? Why did you do this? Like you didn't have to sacrifice yourself. Like why would you do something like this?" And all she says is. Word not present in vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so to Superman, it's like, oh, that was lame. Oh, shit. <laughs> but but yeah, we know, we as know. readers, freedom. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's great. Yep. And the the twist at the end, too, I thought was kind of funny, too. That's why I love this issue. Like, every part of it is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. The scientists are like, oh, we did it. We infiltrated. Wait. Oh, no, it broke free. Oh, shit. But one of the scientists <laughs> is like... Haha, I've done it. I've fooled even you. I knew she would break free. I've created AI. I've created artificial life. It broke free of its creator. This is a magnificent accomplishment. Yep. And the dude's like, we spent money on this and time. I did a bunch of stuff. You asshole. I was a part of it. <laughs> you knew it was going to blow up. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the final scene is, is pretty great. And the pre- he's like there to bury another per- another person, another member of the league already. And the priest is like, oh, I'm not sure what to say, Superman. I haven't buried many machines. And Superman says, no. And you didn't bury one today either. Yeah, that was a great send-off line. Only a, only a leaguer for one day, but already right a leaguer forever. Yeah, God, yeah, no Morrison Superman is so good. Yep. Um, there's a couple issues in the middle with a villain called the 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 Keymaker, the Keymaster. Um, I wasn't crazy about them. They're they're not bad though. Um, it's basically like yeah, it was kind of cool. The Justice League gets captured and put into like uh kind of like a fantasy world, it's like, like a what if machine. Yeah, basically, it's like um. And the only one who's free is the new member of the Justice League, uh, Connor, who get, ends up taking Tomorrow Woman's place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically like Green Arrow and Batman's position from that first arc where he's going through the Watchtower trying to free the Justice League yep. while they kind of break free of their own realities. Um, I, th- I thought it was interesting enough. I think they spend a lot of time in like these uh, kind of makeshift realities that we learn way too quickly are not real. So it makes <laughs> yeah. it less interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, a little bit. But oh, overall, uh, I enjoyed the arc enough. The one that we are here to talk about mainly, though, um, because this will tie in a, a little bit as well to the movie we're going to talk about after this, uh, is Rock of Ages, which is, I would call, it's kind of like the uh, Grant Morrison's first take at Final Crisis. Yeah. Because this borrows a lot of themes, a, yeah. Because having, I'm glad I've read Final Crisis, because, yeah, having, like, that context made this, like, a lot cooler. Yeah, because you can kind of get what Grant Morrison was going for. Oh, absolutely. Because they, uh, they get the idea off a lot better in Final Crisis. Yep, Like, the idea is sure. a lot more clear in that one. But It's way more out. With that context, you can see what they were going for in here, I think. For sure, um, yeah. After reading Final Crisis, yeah. Because um, it starts out with uh, another Dark Justice League, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, it, it, and this one is pretty brief, though. It turns out, like, the, the, the cliffhanger was set up where, like, they're, like, release the clones. And they have all these, like, you know, purple and gray, like, laughing kind of zombie Justice League people. Yeah, they're kind of just, like, holograms, basically. Yeah, that's what we find out is they're yeah. just hard light holograms that can, like, you know, make explosions. Um, and so once the Justice League figures that out, they're able to take them out pretty quickly. Um, just kind of fighting their doppelgangers, uh, going around and, and beating them. Um, it turns out that the uh, the culprit behind this is uh, Lex Luthor, who's kind of assembled his own Justice League. I like the team that he's assembled here. It's it's pretty good, actually. Granted, I, I, I would complain that I don't think a lot of them got to do much besides the Joker. Yeah. Even he didn't really do anything. Yeah, but, he was kind of honestly just kind of comedic relief. But at least he There's got, a couple uh, moments. At least he, he got to talk, which is enough. Oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, but the other, a lot of the other characters didn't even get to talk. Like Cersei showed up and did one thing and didn't really. Uh, Ocean Master, I don't think talks at all. 
That'll, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Mirror Master has a really cool part, so I take that back. Mirror Master had a really cool role in this. Yeah, for sure. And I've been reading Animal Man too, and he's he shows up in that a lot, and he's great in that. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah I, I, I've been having a lot of Mirror Master exposure. Yeah, he's a uh, uh, one of the old school Flash villain. Flash, the Flash has a lot of really famous, uh, you know, Rogues Gallery members. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, so there's basically someone for for each member of the Justice League. Cause I forget. Uh, oh, and there's also yeah, Cersei. Who am I missing? The Joker. Uh, and then Mirror Master. There's just not one for Aquaman. Who's the Who's the dude with like the the flame head? He like controls the light. Oh, Doctor Light. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, Doctor Light. What started out as a uh, Teen Titans villain. Gotcha. So, uh, um, they're just kind of here to round out the roster. Yeah, just fluff. They couldn't find a Green Lantern villain. That's why. <laughs> um, but I like that. I like that squad though. I, I think Cersei is always underused. Ocean Master's great. That's Aquaman's uh, half brother. Gotcha. Um, Joker obviously good. Uh, Lex Luthor is amazing when you tell a story like this, where he's like using his corporate side of it. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the corporate takeover of the Justice League. Yeah. Oh, that, that was a really good <laughs> twist. I enjoyed that for sure. Um, but Lex Luthor is uh, gotten his hands on this thing known as the Philosopher's Stone, which allows you to basically. Um, I think the way that it the just, one like, makes dude, your thoughts real, I think is the simplest. What, way to put and it's it. basically it, it holds like everything in like the infinite loop of time and space. So like it, yeah, it basically can control like the thoughts of whatever is possessing it. Right. This might just be a fanboy stretch, but uh, there's a, something very similar in the Invisibles and um, that shows up in like the Filth too. That's very similar. Like in the Invisibles, it's called uh, uh, Magic Mirror. Oh, okay. So, and but it, same concept. But it's a very similar design. Like, kind of the... It's not in this form that Luther has it, but when it's actually opened... Like, it's when like, it's like the sigil the or spirals, whatever. Like the spirals, yeah. like the chrome. Like, that looks very similar to Magic Bear, and it's kind ah, of a okay. very similar concept. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's... that. I mean, that, that makes sense to kind of go it back. It could be a reach, them. but I I like to believe it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, he's got this team and this new uh, Philosopher's Stone, which obviously, as we described, is very fucking powerful. Yeah. Um, so the Justice League is going after it right away to, to, you know, obviously stop Lex Luthor. It seems like a pretty uh, open and shut case. But then all of a sudden Metron shows up, which is like reading this. You're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, Metron I didn't know is, the scope was that big. Right. Yeah. Metron is a, a fourth world character, like the dark side, Mr. Miracle, all that stuff. Yeah. Who plays um, a big role in Final Crisis, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, Metron, for those who don't know, is basically this all-knowing, just kind of watcher who travels around in this floating chair. Yeah, uh, the Mobius chair. Yeah, that's right. And he and he shows up. He's like, the end of everything. Everything is going to end. You need to help me, <laughs> Justice League. And it's just the Flash and Aquaman there, and they're like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think we're paid enough to do this. No, I think you want the A-listers. Oh shit, we're the only ones. <laughs> So yeah, so basically uh, Aquaman, uh, the Flash, and, and Green Lantern get sent on their own little mission because of Metron, which ends up being kind of like the center point of this whole arc, um, while uh, Superman and Martian Manhunter go after uh, Lex Luthor's team, and they end up going after uh, a combination of uh, Mirror Master and the Joker, which ends up being like... Uh, Go, they go into the Joker's mind through uh, Jean mm-hmm. and then get trapped there because it's the Joker's mind and it's like they can't navigate it. Yeah. Um, until Martian Manhunter is able to use his telepathy to kind of sort out uh, the Joker's mind, which he does a couple times in this arc, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, because he, he basically has to like change like the chemicals in his brain to like match the Joker's like psyche to like 
kind of line up with it, I guess. Yeah, and the way it's worded is really cool. Yeah, and then the way he, and then when while he's doing that, he can guide them through and out of Joker's mind. But while he's doing it, Marshall Manhunter's just like laughing because yeah. he's like, aligned himself with the Joker. <laughs> yeah, because there's a line he has where he's like, "I have to shrink the rational, analytical left hemisphere of my brain and enlarge the irrational right hemisphere." So he's just like making himself the Joker. Right. Yeah, that, that was a really <laughs> cool idea. Like, see. That, that's the kind of stuff you got to do with Martian Manager. Oh, uh, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, use that kind of telepathy shit, because that, that's unique. Oh, definitely. Um, and, th- yeah, I, I wish Cersei would have done more, because all she do- basically does is show up with uh, Green Lantern and uh, Green Arrow and just kind of be like, don't you hate your bosses, huh? <laughs> you guys would do such a better job. You should just quit. <laughs> Bye. Good job, Cersei. Yeah, right. Um, but Metron, it, it like kind of tells them um, Superman's going to destroy the Philosopher's Stone. They're going to catch up with Lex Luthor and the team and and destroy it. And when they do, like shit's going to get fucked. Like they end up seeing <laughs> the future. Like they end up trying to come back in time to stop it, but end up coming back 15 years later. Yeah. Um, and it they kind of up, reminded me of uh, Days of Future's Past. A little bit, yeah. Actually, a lot like that. Yeah. Because they end up seeing like the distant future. Like, what happens if you don't stop Superman from destroying this stone? Yeah. Um, and it turns out that um, Darkseid uses the Philosopher's Stone to uh, go to Earth and basically take over. Mm-hmm. And Darkseid is uh, enslaving the entire Earth. Uh, 50, it's a cool kind of like post, like you said, Days of Future's Past kind of story yeah. where the Justice League is out, like just completely out. It's been defeated long ago. Yep. Um, no, there's a couple stragglers. There is, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll find out, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's like kind of like a couple people just hanging on with like their own kind of ragtag group. But a lot of the main Justice Leaguers are gone. Yep. Um, when the Flash and Aquaman sh- and Green Lantern show up, they actually show up in their old bodies, which was uh, interesting. It's a little different than... Um, it's, I guess that is like a little bit like days of futures past though. Yeah. That's kind of how it works in that you show up in your body. Yeah. And it, it's kind of cool I, how they, uh, monologue that where it's just like, you know, you're in your younger body one second and then like instant aging in the next. And it, that would just be a really wild trip. Yeah. Cause for Aquaman, it's pretty simple. Cause Aquaman was already hanging in there in, in, in this timeline. So, oh, Aqu- yeah. so Aquaman just becomes like, you know, old bearded Aquaman daddy. Yeah, um, for real. And then uh, it sucks for the other two because Wally uh, loses his powers completely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that part was pretty depressing. Yeah, Wally loses his powers. He's like out of shape. Like he can like barely move. So he's like depressed. He's like, I- I'm not myself. Like, yeah, I- he like lost his connection to the speed, the speed force. Yeah. yeah. Kyle does okay. Like he, when he comes back, it turns out that his body had been basically like enslaved by Darkseid. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. But coming back to the future, he's kind of able to break free of that and uh, and kind of get you know use of his body back. Yeah, because he's basically like a Darkseid RoboCop. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, a couple people are still hanging on. Uh, Wonder Woman is still here. She's basically leading the resistance. Um, uh, Connor is here uh, as Green Arrow still still hanging in there. Aztec is alive. Um, there's kind of I don't know if these are implied to be people who I think I think it isn't like they have like the relics of people who have fallen I think yeah because I don't we don't see them in the arcs so I can only assume they're gone uh, but there's like Superman's flag which is blue so am I led to believe he had that for 15 years that blue suit because this timeline does need to go away <laughs> yeah that that is a grim timeline <laughs> uh, but yeah Robin passed there's Doctor Fate's helmet which is there. Um, there's also, uh, I don't know whose bracers those are cause Wonder Woman's alive. So that's someone else's the Yeah, Starman's uh, scepter is there. Um, but there's, uh, basically this, the, uh, what's, what's told to us is dark side now rules over this place. And, um, Batman was long ago kind of turned into, uh, tortured for like years and then turned into like the new Desaad basically like the yep. new, uh, the new henchman. Um, oh yeah. And, and Adam, Adam is on the team. Um, uh, 
that, that, that ends up playing a big role as well. He can shrink. Yeah, he plays a pretty big role. Yep. Uh, but the Batman part in this is really dope, too. Cause they tell yeah, that us, was a really cool scene. Like, yeah. that, that whole reveal. Because, like, they go to find uh, Desaad, basically, and then they see, like, the hood comes down, like, Bruce? Yeah, they're, like, getting ready for this huge infiltration. Like, they're like, all right, we might not make it out of this. Like, we got to give it our all. And they bust in, and it's just Bruce. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, the whole torture. He, there's a scene where he's, like, taking his shirt off, and he's just covered in scars. He looks like Geralt. Yeah, right. Because he says, like, I spent, um, like, the better part of 15 years just being psychologically and physically tortured until they finally did, like, um, break my mind. And, like, I served them for another another number of years before I was able to break free of that mentally. Yeah. And the fact that he even lasted that long is insane. Or even broke it at all. Like, this is, like, the anti-life equation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Bruce has done a shit ton of mental training right, for that. that. Well, that's the cool part. It's like when Batman can break free, you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. you're damn right he did. Well, and the fact that he resisted it for so long, too. Right, right. Right. Um, yeah, it's like it was a battle of wills, but I won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I, I should say um, the art overall. We haven't talked about the art yet. I think I, I've narrowed down like what my what I think my feelings are on it because I don't I don't actually want to um, say I don't like the pencils. The pencils aren't always my favorite, but it's definitely the colors. It's the '90s colors. It's that neon. Yeah, it's like I don't. Yeah, it's how do you, how do you describe that? It's not neon. It's not neon. Think. It's like a gradient, like a metallic gradient on every coloring. Yeah, metallic is probably the closer word. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but if it's, you've ever read a 90s or a early very, 2000s comic, you've y- seen it. Yep, for sure. Because every 90s, 2000s comic had this style, and I oh, it's I did not age well. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. But yeah, um, no, the pencils I still enjoyed for the most part. Yeah, because there's a really good panel here where like the boom tube shows up when Darkseid arrives oh, for the first great. time. Yeah. Oh, the boom tube looks so good because mm-hmm. it's above the sky, like the sky turns red. Just like these big letters, just like boom. <laughs> yeah, it's massive. Yeah, you can kind of tell like the sound it would make. It's like who who is your new god now and forever? And then just a big page of Darkseid, just for like a low angle. Darkseid is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grant Morrison's one of the few people who writes Dark Side like the right way, like Dark Side was originally supposed to be written, which is like the like the the Hitler kind of uh, you know stand in, like the the one who's like you know fully like a fascist dictator ruler. Yes, um, the encompassing figure of evil. Right, and not only that, but also like a metaphysical kind of like uh, repre- representing evil itself. Like the fact that if you think an evil thought, that's Dark Side. Yeah, like that's a co- really cool fucking concept. Absolutely, yeah. That that's what really sets like Dark Side apart, right? Instead of just being big punchy, like he kind of is. Well, I imagine will be in Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it kind of sets up a lot of these things that final. We need to talk about Final Crisis one of these days on the podcast because there's a lot oh, to talk absolutely. about there as well. Absolutely. Um. But it's kind of like uh, anti life is kind of pitched as like kind of the end stage of uh, almost capitalism here, pretty much. Yeah. It just shows everyone just kind of walking in lines, just doing their jobs. It reminds me of uh, that Power Rangers movie we watched with uh, <laughs> yeah. the purple dude who's just yeah. like, everyone work, Simon work for Ooze. master. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze, that's right. Yeah. Who could forget? I thought Simon at first. <laughs> uh, yeah, D- Darkseid is really just copying Ivan Ooze. I oh, mean, yeah. <laughs> that he came first. <laughs> right. Jack Kirby got the idea from Power Rangers. <laughs> right. Because it, it was Jack Kirby that came up with the anti-life thing right yeah yeah, yeah. that was uh the original that was back in the uh late 70s i think okay mid 70s gotcha it was after he left marvel yeah 
Um, but yeah, they, they do a cool thing here too. This is a logic where I, that I really love to see whenever they have someone who can either shrink or like travel through light. It's like if you uh, can see a person, that means light is getting through them. No matter what kind of shield they have, no matter what they're using, yep. if you can see someone, that means like if you're the atom and you can shrink subatomic into light, you can get through, which is a really cool moment when that happens. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Adam play, ends up playing a big role against Darkseid. Um, there's also uh, a less clever plan to take out Metron. I'll be honest, this one kind of just got like a chuckle from me. Like, That's all it takes. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, yeah, Batman just goes up to Metron and he's like, Metron, I need you to get out of that chair. He's like, no, why would I do that? That sounds like a shitty plan. <laughs> like, well, listen, Not a fan. Uh, you think you're, you're big smarty pants, huh, Metron? You think you know everything? I bet you don't know what it's like to be a human to be like a normal weak human who stands up from chairs but you don't know what that's like <laughs> yeah loser he's like i'm not a loser i know how to do it i'll show you i'd be a better human than you by 10 times look i'll be a normal human with no powers who could easily be punched off this chair <laughs> oh no bam whoops <laughs> yeah and batman just punches him i'm like really <laughs> it's pretty funny but yeah it, it yeah, seems, i know yeah it's a little lame but it's also like i mean it's kind of cool <laughs> i guess you're running out of pages so you might as well just make it a joke yeah you got a fast track <laughs> right and th that's the thing too is dark side for as cool of a role he has in this story is actually not the antagonist which yeah. is interesting yep. he is for like this couple this issue these couple of issues where they're actually in the future mm -hmm. like he's clearly the villain of that yeah but then like the in modern day it's actually lex luthor who's the one they got to take out to end all of this yep and kind of stop that so once they take out dark side they're able to go back and stop that from happening um, but God, that, that whole sequence when they're in that future is so cool though. Like Wonder Woman and her, her like full like warrior armor, just like fighting the resistance and Batman coming back. Oh yeah. Fucking blocking the, uh, the Omega beams. Yep. I thought for a second that when the Atom shrunk to go into Darkseid, they were going to do that butthole idea from the Avengers. <laughs> where, 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 like, uh, Ant-Man was going to shrink and then expanded Thanos' butthole and kill him. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like maybe that was about to happen because they sh he shrinks and goes inside Darkseid. And I'm like, oh no, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, he just goes in there and shoots his brain a bunch with lasers. I'm like, yeah, that works too. Way more sophisticated. <laughs> a lot cleaner too. Yeah. And it's cool because, like, Green Arrow's the one who sh who shot that arrow into Darkseid to get the Atom in there. So when Connor's doing this, he's like, wait, did I do it? Yeah, because Darkseid's like, hi, you missed you little bitch. And he's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love that moment where Green Arrow's like, wait, did Green Arrow just beat Darkseid? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a pretty shocking moment. Right. I mean, I, I don't know how much of the credit I'm going to give him over the Atom. Adam really did it. I think Connor's given himself too much credit there See, with that line. He was just kind of the launching pad. Right. And uh, yeah, uh, fucking Adam's in there like, uh, no, I did. Thanks. <laughs> right. I could have probably just ran in, but this <laughs> helped. I did it all on my own. Hey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they go back and there's a, a kind of a sequence with the uh, in like this very distant future with this like distant kind of like uh, gigantic Justice League of like the grand future that they have to go through to get back here. Yeah, um, which is cool. Maybe maybe like a little indulgent, but still cool. Yeah, it gets um, a a little convoluted at some points, but uh, but it's still like I, I like exploring the multiverse. And, oh like, yeah, seeing weird places Absolutely. every once in a while. It kind of gave me um, multiversity vibes, so I did enjoy it still. Okay. Um, yeah, still which gotta read we that still got to read that too. Yep. <laughs> it's just just going to become the Grant Morrison podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well. Uh, but we get a, 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 a twist that I enjoyed here. A couple twists, actually. Like, the Justice League had some good plans for this. Because Bruce Wayne, after figuring out that Lex was making these kind of corporate moves against the Justice League, like, we find out that he had, like, paid Aztec's way in here with, like, a different, like, 
companies and whatnot. So it basically, yeah, it was a long con. Yeah. <laughs> so he'd been doing that for a while. But then Bruce picking up on that, Bruce even mentions like Lex Luthor doesn't know that he's facing like a billionaire who knows what he like how this kind of rich person yeah. game works. Yeah. yeah, he's familiar with hostile takeovers. Right. So Batman's able to kind of counterplay that, like from behind the scenes as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, and more than that, actually pay like outpay Mirror Master to flip sides. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is like, if, if there's one person on that team who's a mercenary, it's Mirror Master. So if it, that's the way to do it. Yeah, for and, sure. And honestly, the most morally probably like savable person on that team is Mirror Master because he's just a mercenary. Like he's oh, not yeah. evil like the rest of them are. Yep. Like he's just there for the money and he's got a little bit of more like a moral code. There's a cool line too with if you've read Animal Man there's content but there's a line he has uh, in this where Mirror Master's like when he when the he reveals the Lex that he got outbid by Batman, he's yeah. just like, yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it, it's usually about the money, but this time, like, it, it was something more. Like, I already sold my soul once. Like, I'm not gonna do it again. And yeah, like, that I, I, it's not a, it's a spoiler if I say it, but like, it's a big thing in Animal Man that like he's involved with that he very much regrets. Oh, interesting. Oh, so it's a tie back to uh, the previous thing that Grant Morrison had written for Mirror Man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, no, it's really, you got to read Animal Man. Oh, I plan to at some point. Yeah, I got to get through that. Um, But yeah, so that that, that was a cool twist because it turns out that Bruce Wayne had actually, wasn't even paying Mirror Master actually. All the money had gone towards an orphanage. Yep. Um, You know, the um, the character arc of Mirror Master and Animal Man is phenomenal. No, that's that's dope. I had no idea Mirror Master was even in that. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad I had read that because to put a lot more context into that character for this. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, another cool twist is it turns out that the Joker was Plastic Man for a large portion of this, <laughs> yeah. which was great because I can totally see Plastic Man doing a good job playing the Joker. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know much about Plastic Man, but I'm guessing he's like an act, kind of like a Johnny Cage kind of guy. Oh yeah, he's just a complete goof. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Johnny Cage is a great comparison. Yeah, for okay. Plastic Man. <laughs> gotcha. Because uh, he, he's just completely like ludicrous. Like that's just the character. He's just supposed to be ludicrous because he can become any shape he wants to. So he just does that to be like the mask. <laughs> yeah. <Like, Kauga. laughs> for sure uh so yeah he just turns himself into the joker and starts hamming it up and everyone's like well joker's weird but he's always weird so whatever who's who's gonna second guess that yeah and and when they find joker he's just tied up in the cabinet laughing about the whole thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh but yeah so superman like this is all playing out pretty much how it was always going to play out up to this point but then superman you know apprehends lex you know gives him the speech like you fucking asshole why are you always doing this It's like, um, I'm trying to help you here. Like, why do you keep doing this? <laughs> and he's like, he's about, all right, now I just got to destroy this stone, and then I guess you're off to jail. And then that's when uh, Aquaman and Flash and Kyle show up again. They're like, no, stop. We've just been traveling for a whole bunch of shit. You have no idea what we've just seen. Don't destroy it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a psychic, disembodied head of Greed Lanterns. Just like, don't destroy it. Like, <laughs> like, don't do it. What the fuck? <laughs> How are you doing this? <laughs> Um, there's also a really uh, a kind of a brief moment, like Superman's like, "All right, we won't destroy it." But then Joker gets his hands on the on the stone for a <laughs> yeah. brief moment. Yeah, this was pretty bad. Yeah, because all all things almost went south really quick. Because yeah. with, with the philosopher stone, like we mentioned, pretty much anything you think can become real. So the Joker just kind of like starts like you know listing off the things he's going to start creating with this philosopher stone. Uh, he's like, oh, it's it's gonna be like everything's gonna be weird, like a ten thousand long mile uh, grin from South America to Asia Minor. We're we're going all the way here. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny actually. Yeah, and everyone's like, holy shit, we gotta get that thing out of his hands. <laughs> um, and uh, the Martian it's like, man- yeah, it's like a monkey with a gun. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a gun. <laughs> And uh, and Martian Manhunter, having just been in the Joker's mind, has a really good connection still, like a solid connection into his brain. Yeah, the strategy comes back. Yep, and it's it's interesting. Uh, this is a, an interesting take on the Joker that I I, I thought was uh, because actually he 
reapplies kind of the alignment of his mind like he did before. Yeah. Kind of, uh, like, in a way, kind of, like, fixing his mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where, like, the Joker, like, comes out of it and, like, those, like, kind of, like, psychopathic thoughts are gone. And he's like, uh, wait, what's what's happening? Like, why can't I think... Oh God! What have I been doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I, I've been insane. Oh my God! What have I done? I've done so many fucked up things. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh, this is terrible. I, I have to make it right. I have to fix it. Like while I'm while I'm sane. Yeah, like, this is whoa. Yeah, it's actually a pretty like like I was not expecting that did like just come out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like whoa, holy shit! Like this is the person breaking through. Like no, I'm only gonna be th- this for a little bit. No, <laughs> right? It's like temporary sanity, which would just make him more insane. Right. Yeah, and then the, their last act is like a sane Joker is like, no, I, I'll end it. I'll make Make sure it doesn't happen and just stops it. And yeah. Right before everything goes back to normal. It's like, oh, that was actually a, a moment I was not expecting. Like a, a, an interesting Joker moment like that. Yeah, it was a cool take. Yeah. There's a good Lex Luthor moment that I like later, too, where uh, uh, Lex is back at his uh, apartment. I'm guessing posted bail pretty easily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he's showing up at his desk and Superman just walks right in and... Uh, and Lex is like, why am I such a constant source of fasc- fascination to you? What is it this time? Like, why have you come here? And Superman says, I came to thank you for what you did up there. Like, your idea was actually brilliant. Because we forgot to mention. Oh, um, yeah. That's why I didn't go to jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, you're right. That's yeah. why. Because um, that, that was the one good thing Joker did. He he wished that the, the tragedy in Star City just never happened. Yeah. So all the people who had died in that uh, in that Star City thing that happened when the uh, the Justice League was br- when going When the tower exploded. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, like, he wished them all back. So all those people who died are now back. Yeah. Uh, but Yeah. It, Martian Manhunter has a line later where he's talking to Superman. He's like, yeah, all the people in Star City city don't even remember that they died and i'm just like what kind of like trip is that like how does that even work yeah like what <laughs> like, oh, i just uh kind of fell asleep for a half a just second kind of blip back in uh and there's it, they kind of play it subtly here because um you, you're led to believe initially that the reason lex luthor does that it's the reason like batman says initially he's like he only did that to so that way he couldn't be tried for murder yeah because like you can't try me for murder they're alive <laughs> 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 gotcha can't murder someone if they're not dead <laughs> um and so yeah like you said lex luthor doesn't go to jail because of that technicality yeah <laughs> and so like a lot, of, most of the Justice League is like, well, he only convinced the Joker to do that to get out of a, a prison sentence. Till next time, Lexi. Mm-hmm. But Superman shows up and he's like, I came to thank you for what you did. That was brilliant, you know, convincing the Joker to use the Philosopher's Stone like that to bring people back. Like that was really smart. Like you saved a lot of lives. Yep. Those like and those people, like you said, don't even remember that. Batman thinks you did it to avoid murder charges, but I prefer to think otherwise, which is a very Superman thing to say. Um, and then Lex is just like, you know, not even looking at him. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Whatever, whatever it was. Uh, Whatever you're thinking happened didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, whatever you say, Lex, but I believe there's a good person in there. And uh, after he leaves, Lex Luthor says this, which is interesting, where he's like, oh, you think so, do you? I know. To himself, I not did. even to Superman, yeah. So how do you take, do you think he's like saying that like ironically, or do you think he actually kind of appreciates that? No, I, I my take on this is that Lex Luthor probably did it for two, both reasons. Yeah. Like, I think he would rather those people be alive than dead i don't think he's ever like a person yeah he's who just not straight up murder. cold-blooded yeah exactly yeah he doesn't murder just to murder yeah so i think at that point if you've lost already like i think there is i think superman's right like there is a little bit of like a, a moral reason he did that and with the added bonus of now i can't go to oh jail. Yeah. yeah yeah that's a big win. like that let, let's not pretend that's not a part of it but <laughs> <laughs> yeah never crossed his mind right i think for him he was like this is a win-win no oh, yeah <laughs> Um, and that's kind of where we uh, where we end things. The ending uh, kind of sets up. It's like a twist of where Superman walks up and says, "The Justice League is over," which 
that's not a twist. I know it's not over. Yeah, you're just <laughs> going to yeah. make something else. But still, yeah. it, we, <laughs> we will f- soon find out what the deal with that was, uh, why he says that. Um, the book was canceled. There was no more Justice League after this. You might have heard that Justice League never <laughs> existed again. It ended <laughs> and never came back. Uh, but yeah, that's where we will end uh, that arc. Um, just to talk about the uh, the Snyder Cut, we're not going to talk about it uh, too much because it's a four-hour movie. Yeah. But I do want to touch on it briefly because just to talk about the movie in a vacuum, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It's still not a good movie. Um, or maybe maybe it's a good movie, but it's not a really good movie. Like I'd give it like a five or six out of ten. It's like an average Around, Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's like you know when you go to watch like you know uh, what's a good example like uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah, where you're like. That's about what I expected. It didn't blow my socks off, but it's yeah, fine. It's solid, but like, yeah. you're not going to come back uh, like a month later and want to rewatch it. Yeah, I'm anything. not like hyped, you know. Yeah. Oh, God, I'll never rewatch this. No. <laughs> How do you rewatch a four hour movie with this much filler? It, it's ins- like the only kind of movie that I would rewatch like that is like Lord of the Rings, but yeah. I'll still only do that like maybe every few years. But or that's so. the thing is Lord of the Rings movies are long, but I don't feel like there's a lot of scenes that feel like they're just there just to be there. Oh, like absolutely little, not. Like the There's scene- a few in the director's cuts in the okay. extended edition, <laughs> but yeah, which but not yeah. in the theatrical cut. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but this isn't a theat. This is like the fucking no editor touched this. I don't think this was just Zack Snyder for sure. Yeah. Just fucking spilling everything onto the page. I don't. I don't think there was a cutting cutting room floor. No, I think this. this we're watching the cutting room floor in this mm-hmm. movie. I don't think yeah. movie was removed. This is the missing pieces. Um, yeah, but it, the movie works a lot better than I know. You didn't see the Whedon cut, but it, it, the Whedon cut is bad. Like it's uh, so many just like awkward, terrible character moments. Like I and the fact that I could not believe that Steppenwolf is the main villain in that Dark Side is not even in it yeah not barely that's like, insane. only hinted at once that's crazy yeah not, not how even do you mentioned. do that yeah um yeah that's a problem because steppenwolf is not interesting on his own it's only interesting because he represents something interesting <laughs> yeah for sure right he's a henchman to something interesting right so that part works better because obviously having dark side be the focus of the movie makes it a lot more threatening and makes more sense yeah okay honestly and speaking of lord of the rings so like i got like halfway through this and i'm like I got a lot of Lord of the Rings vibes. Just the fact that it's like, you know, Darkseid is basically Sauron in this. And the fact that uh, Snyder's talked about how he wanted to make it like, what, a five-part trilogy or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it definitely gets the vibes because it's like the Atlanteans and then the um, the Amazons. Like, they used to be at war, but now they have to come together against the great evil. Like, so yeah, it, a little bit. I feel like he was kind of trying to make like his own Lord of the Rings almost. Which, I mean, I can see it. In a, yeah, which is kind of a cool concept. But yeah, yeah it's definitely... A little, very self-indulging. Self-indulg- yeah. Because um, th- there's some things that, I mean, I... S- God, it's just so... Like, we get halfway through the movie and now the Flash is introduced. Like, there's so many... It's just so long. Yeah. There's- and, like, not, and there's nothing wrong with a length of a movie inherently. It's just no. when I'm watching it and there's a lot of scenes in there that I just did not need to watch. Like, like okay, example. one of the first examples early on, how long of a scene was that with just Aquaman walking back into the sea with his, like weird cult of like oh that scene was awkward <laughs> yeah what was that that scene was a big miss for me i was like what the fuck is happening dude they went on that with that weird song for like at least two minutes yeah if you didn't watch it there's a scene where aquaman is like you know he, he goes to this kind of like village in in northern europe to like they they're landlocked and they can't get food so he goes to help them every once in yeah, a while it's like, like a that's fishing cool. village yeah it's a cool idea yeah so like they kind of like protect him they know his secret but you know they protect the secret mm-hmm. uh but then when he leaves he dies under the water and like all these women come up and start singing some hymn like 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 it's a cult. Like yeah, Aquaman's literally. not there, but also <laughs> if he knows about this, you gotta shut that 
shit down. Right. Jared Leto was like behind the scenes or behind the director, like, hey, this guy's got the right idea. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's just so weird. It's like, a very like jarring scene. Because I think I get Snyder's thought process there. He's like, well, I mean, he's a superhero, so maybe they would revere him like a god. They don't know what yeah, he is. He's like, the god of the sea. But also, so. does, does, uh, the big important question is, does Aquaman know this is happening? Because he's, he's got to stop that from happening. Yeah, or how else does that's he, his fault. How does he feel about this? <laughs> that's on Arthur. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, yeah, that is strange. Cause, yeah, because it's when Bruce Wayne goes to recruit him, and Bruce is just sitting on the shore of where Aquaman just dipped from, and like these, they're just going on with this song, and Bruce is just standing there, like, "What's happening?" <laughs> so weird. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the Cyborg is great in this movie. I want to call that out. Like, I'm so happy for Ray Fisher that he actually got to like. I can now see why he was pushing for this this movie to come out for so long, dude. Yeah, and like the fact that uh, he's apparently not even really a thing in the Whedon cut. He's barely because like, the- he's like half or like he's a huge function in this movie. Oh yeah, all of the backstory moments, all the Silas Stone moments. That's pretty oh. much all new. Yeah, yeah, Silas was great in this too. Like, yeah. it's, it's very different from the Doom Patrol one, but it's it's really less good. different than I was expecting though. Yeah, and he definitely has a bigger arc than I was imagining at first. Yeah, but yeah, because we do kind of still get the vibes of like a scientist with no morals. Yeah, for uh, sure. And I like I like um, uh, Victor's kind of conflict with him too. There's actually a really this is a really cleverly written scene where uh, Cyborg is listening to the radio tape of his dad, like uh, like expl- basically just explaining to the audience, "Here's what you can do with your powers." Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, he's like, "Now I've talked to you as a scientist. Now let me talk to you as a father." And then Cyborg instantly just smashes the recording. Yeah. That was a really cool like character moment with that it was just really well written for a superhero movie that you want to just introduce here's what he is here's what his powers is here's one action to show you what he's like as a character and what his conflict is so easy so well directed like that was a really good scene yeah that was like one of my favorite sequences in that movie like going from like him in like the cyber like dream space like looking at like all the yeah, different things cool. he can yeah. do and then like literally when he smashed a record like i out loud was like oof like yeah. it, like it, that was just a pretty in- hugely impactful yeah the the whole cyborg and silas stone stuff was one of the strongest parts of this cut that oh, i can't absolutely. believe was cut from the other one it's so ridiculous that it wasn't yeah that blows me away i can't yeah. imagine not having that um although i have to uh, kind of have a gripe with Zack Snyder because that scene of one of the flashbacks is of uh, Victor like playing quarterback in college oh, and he's right. playing Wisconsin. Oh right, yeah. We're, we're, and of course we record this in Wisconsin, so that hit us hard. <laughs> yeah, and, and Zack Snyder was born in Wisconsin, so yeah. like, and he definitely knows how Wisconsin football operates because Wisconsin was winning, and then Victor scores the winning touchdown in the, <laughs> in the ending seconds, and it's just like, yep, that uh, tracks. That's accurate, actually. <laughs> this the superhero movie is accurate. Yeah, that was painful to me. Yeah. Um. Wonder Woman's pretty great in this movie. I like um she I mean she uh, was fine in the original cut too, but granted they got rid of some of the cringy Joss Whedon stuff. Dude, that song's got to go. They overused it. It was cool at first. Oh yeah, it was it's cool the first like 3 or 4 times I used it, but by the 10th I was just, you just like need a couple it's, it's more stop. like Wonder Woman can have a couple motif songs. Like you know it doesn't yeah. have to be the same one every time. And like and I I realized that everyone like or each of the big characters had their own like kind of theme or mini yeah. theme or whatever, but like I Definitely felt like Wonder Woman's was used like ten times more than anyone else. Because you you have the other cool one too, that like the guitar one. Oh yeah, there's actually a part in that tunnel fight that transitions from the the singing one to the electric one. I was gonna say, which is so cool. That was a great sequence. Absolutely, yeah. Actually, that first fight is a really good Wonder Woman part where she just goes toe to toe against everyone by herself because she's fucking Wonder Woman and she's the most powerful person there. Right. Um, which is really cool. They play they transition that song into the electric guitar version of her song, and it's a really cool scene. Yeah, definitely. Um, just like it's one of those moments where like it's trying to be badass and works. Oh, for it's sure, also, it doesn't always. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not always. Yeah. Um, the Flash is a lot 
less uh, obnoxious in this cut than this, the Whedon one. Oh my God, Whedon made him a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, um, the little I've heard, I can't even imagine watching that. Yeah, but he's fine in this. There's that scene where he's like doing the speed force in the in the car crash with Iris. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't in that whole scene was not in the original. Really, cut, which is like the best flash scene in this movie. Well, <laughs> better than the the whole going back in time. Uh, in my opinion, yeah, I, that, I thought that was pretty. It's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this this was really because no, it's it's a really like played out scene because the the way that they do the Flash running in Justice League you in the at least in the original <laughs> cut looks awful. It looks like he's like running through water. Well, and in that in that uh, time travel scene when he goes, you back, see it a little he does bit. like yeah. the freaking like spaghetti arm. There was movement. no fixing that one. There's no fixing. But that. in all the reshoot scenes, the the Speed Force looks awesome because you'll see just kind of like the his shadow as he runs around like at the places where he used to be. Yeah, I really like the static effect too. Yeah, or it'll be like slow motion, kind of like they do with uh, Quicksilver. Over in the X Men movies, where oh, it's just yeah. like him and like doing things as things slowly move around him, which works too. <laughs> the hot dog was pretty funny at first. I was like, okay, what is he doing? Yeah, there's a part where he just grabs a hot dog and puts it in his pocket, and it doesn't pay off till later. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weird at first, <laughs> but it pays off because he gives it to the dog. He's oh, trying yeah. to get a job at a dog training place. Whatever. Yep. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of throwaway. Do that instead of becoming a cop, Barry. Just be <laughs> right? a fucking vet. People would love you. That'd be a great job for the Flash. It's so much better. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> No, you know what, Dad? I got a job as a cop. You know, the same people who wrongfully imprisoned you. <laughs> His dad's like, wait, don't work for them. They're the yeah. people who locked me up here. What are you doing? <laughs> That's the opposite of what you should do. <laughs> I just thought, I just thought that, that scene where he puts up the thing, it's like, I got a job for the police. <laughs> you hear that? My son's going to work. Oh, wait, for you guys. Wait, I don't like you guys. Wait, Shit. W- was it for the police or was it to be like a lawyer, I thought, at first? Oh, you're right. In this, in the comic, he's a cop. In the comic, he's a in cop. In this one, he's going to be a defense lawyer. That's yeah. better. That's better. That's much yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's how it should be in the comics. Yeah, definitely. So I think in the original cut, he is trying to be a cop. I could be wrong. Because original uh, in the comics, he's like a forensic scientist. Okay. Um, Which... It's like it's even weirder. It's like I'm gonna make sure no one ever reads the prints wrong again, Dad. <laughs> right? Great. That's not really the problem. The problem's a little deeper than that. <laughs> yeah. No one's gonna contaminate my evidence. You're like, okay, but you just work like a case every month or so. Like, you, you got to do more. <laughs> you got to go for the system. You don't get the problem here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the Flash is a lot more tolerable. Tolerable in this movie. I still don't like Ezra Miller as the Flash, but it's yeah. about as, be- as good as you're gonna get. It, yeah, um, it's a little hammy for my taste, but it it's not bad. Yeah, um, Superman stuff. Oh, kinda, su- Superman cool. stuff. It, the, 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 I have the same problem with the Superman stuff that I did in the original cut, which is you fucked up by killing him. You, you fucked up. Oh, yeah. You should have been in this movie. You blew your load. Yeah, yeah. You, you really did. He, he sh- if you want to do the death of Superman, have it be at the end of the team up movie. That would have been more interesting. Oh yeah. Than having it be this awkward thing that we have to just like shuffle through to get. Yeah, because that opening scene of like that that death scene of the end of Batman vs Superman, where it like it's the ripple of like Clark's scream or his death throes, yeah. and like that listening to him just be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like that went on for like five minutes. I'm like, what is happening? Like, can we can we move along? Yeah. And just like the awkwardness of like everyone who everyone knows Superman's going to be back. Can we just yeah. fucking get it over with and have him in the movie? Let's move it along. Because the only scenes he gets to do, even in the four hour Snyder cut, the I last that, like fifteen minutes, I thought that was going to be like like four hours. Cool, maybe they can do Superman comes back earlier and have a bunch of Superman stuff. Yep, like have him actually be in the movie. Nope, it turns out he's still only in like the final section of the movie. Yeah, all he does is come back 
one of the only scenes he has is him going ape shit on the town, just going evil Superman and everybody, and all it takes to wake him up is Lois being like, "Hello, Clark." <laughs> That's all it took, <laughs> right? Um, like literally, almost killed Batman. Yeah. Um. So it's uh, that part just was not needed. It's just, yeah. just so they can get the Although, superhero fight. Apparently, because uh, I was reading something where I guess in the original cut in that scene, Batman or Superman asked Batman if he bleeds or if he can bleed. Oh, it's a callback to what in Batman vs. Superman. Okay. Because in Batman vs. Superman, Batman asks him, like, tell me, can you bleed? Okay. And so Superman's throwing the line back at him. Yeah, because yeah. there was like But a, it's still stupid. There was like an AMA or something where someone asked about that, and Zack Snyder was just like, yeah, I took that out. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't sense. make any sense, yeah. <laughs> can you bleed? Well, yeah, I'm a normal dude. I, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bleed a lot. <laughs> and uh, also, it makes it seem like Superman's doing it on purpose. Like, he knows who it is. And right? In that scene, he's supposed to be, like, not have any of his memories. He's supposed yet. to be confused because necromancy was just performed on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just came back from the dead. Yeah. And that's the other weird part, too, is, like, for a meta a meta reason, like, yeah, it sucks that he's barely in the movie because he only gets to have that scene, be at the farm, and then be in the final fight, and yeah. that's it. That's all yep, he does. That's it. Um, But even weirder than that is th- there's a whole, like, hour-long sequence where we have to have the Justice League figure out how they're going to resurrect Clark, which yeah. is not an interesting problem to solve because all they're using is putting the magic box in the magic water and having Barry shoot a magic lightning bolt at it. That's it. It's, it's so convoluted. I'm like, is this... Sure, this works. Why not? Because half of the time, they're literally just like, should we do this? I don't know. Should we? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, you should. Let's move it along. <laughs> and it's so awkward because they're trying to make it this epic moment of like Superman's coming back. Can the team pull together and resurrect him? Yeah. But it be- becomes this really like macabre scene of they're digging up Clark's grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just dig his grave up and just drag his body into a pool. Oh my God. Yeah. Because it's Clark in his funeral like yeah. suit and they're just picking up his fucking lifeless body and putting it in the pool. Like, and it's just floating there like a rock (laughs) thankfully like when they show like the body scenes it's like from a far out shot but it's like a what is the like i don't know what the state of decomposition for uh like superman thankfully they say it's like nothing i was gonna say it looks relatively normal that's what i'd hope like i don't want it to be like a a pile of bones (laughs) (laughs) superman because there's a scene where like they're all discussing what they should do and i just had to laugh my ass off because in the background you just see clark's floating fucking (laughs) planking body in the water (laughs) i'm just like guys (laughs) let's move this along this is so dumb and awkward and just weird like they're literally just performing a necromancy spell <laughs> and no one's acknowledging the elephant in the room like guys what are we doing <laughs> yeah like we need to like have the least amount of time we're just standing here with this body floating in this weird pool they're lucky he didn't come back as like a psycho superman <laughs> seriously i have brought back beelzebub <laughs> you couldn't have made this process more fucked up i've come from the depths of hell you have summoned me <laughs> oh god but yeah so they're they're lucky god <laughs> it's such it was... a weird weird scene that just could have been avoided if if you just wouldn't have had him die at the end of the last movie because it yep. was not necessary. No. Um, and then, because Super... Uh, it's like a Justice League movie with... Bar- he's in it, technically, but without Superman, which is just feels weird. Yeah. Because Batman f- feels awkward being the one to go around and recruit everybody and, like, you know, it doesn't feel like his thing. Because, like, okay, I, I've never seen all Batman versus Superman, but, like, in that... Like, that's literally the first time Batman and Superman meet, right? Yeah, because Batman's going after trying to kill him for blowing up the city and yeah. Man of Steel or whatever. So, yeah. like, yeah, so the whole, one of the biggest, like, hooks or, like, plot anchors in this is that Bruce feels guilty and that, like, he he feels he needs to be the one to rally everyone together to, like, to make it up for Superman. Yeah, but it's like, you, I mean, yeah, I get it, but, like, 
in the comics that makes more sense because Bruce and Clark they were have friends a way for a long bigger time, relationship. Yeah. yeah, like that makes more sense. But yeah, in that vacuum, it just feels like it's pretty weird. For- yeah, it's pretty forced. It's forced as yeah. hell. Yeah. Um, because uh, yeah, there, there could there could have been a better way to do it. Like, why not have like Lois gather the Justice League? Yeah, and like then she could have been instead in more of just of the movie. watching her be sad. Yeah, <laughs> go go give coffee to cops and stand by the statue. <laughs> yeah, and can we talk about? How weird Martian Manhunter was by posing as uh, Superman's mom. Oh, I hated that so much. That was so weird. Because we got actually a really, really good scene of yeah. Lois and Martha kind of sitting down and just kind of sharing their shared grief yep. over Clark. Because they both like, I, I feel empty without him. Like, I want him back. And they both, and then Martha's like, me too. Yep. And it's like a really, really sad, it's like one of the most touching moments in the whole movie. And then it's instantly and, uh, ruined. Instantly ruined because we find <laughs> out that that wasn't Martha. It was fucking Martian Manhunter just... Being a fucking creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I did not understand the point of that other than him just to, like, because if he wanted to check in on Lois or anything, he could have just done that, like, officially or, like, yeah. as, like, a business thing. No, he's, he's, this felt like a Charles Xavier moment where he's like, we need you. And so he's just mentally manipulating Lois. Yeah. yeah. It, it feels very creepy. Yeah. It was shady as shit. Yeah. Which, if they're going for a shady as shit, Martian Manhunter, I'm down for that. But yeah. it didn't seem like that's what their intentions were. Yeah. Like, it seemed like it was supposed to be, like, a heartfelt moment, but it was just like, ugh. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> what they're going for in that scene is, like, oh, shit, it's Martian Manhunter. And he knows what it takes to bring the team together. This is going to be dope. Yeah, But yeah. in my head, I'm thinking, wow, that was manipulative as shit. <laughs> like, you're out here, like, A, speaking for Martha, and yep. B, like, you know, basically eavesdropping on all this shit Lois is telling you that was not your business. Because later on, when, like, Lois and Martha are, like, are, like together in the same area, or, like, in the same place, it's like, hey, remember when I saw you a couple <laughs> weeks ago we had that talk? Like, what are you talking about? What? <laughs> I'd be like, wait, that wasn't you? What yeah. the fuck? It just sets up a lot of weird, like, instances. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to complain about the CGI in this movie because yeah. um, it, was, it was made during a pandemic, so it's like, what are you going to do? And, and it was, but they, Martian had, they had to do looks, it fast track. Martian Manhunter so. looks like butt, though. Oh, it was horrible. It's terrible. <laughs> and, like, and Darkseid, even. I, okay, were they trying to make it so that it was, like, Darkseid's weird bones made the symbol on his chest? Uh, it's, I, th- I think they kind of make it seem like a like a brand tattoo. Yeah, because it almost looked like it was part of his like skeletal structure. Yeah, but, like, it, it, they make it look like a brand, I think. Okay. Which is something, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it I mean, didn't look horrible as bad as I was expecting, but it did not look good. No. Um, it, I mean, it's, eh, yeah. It was cool seeing him like use the Omega Beams, though. Oh, for sure. That, that was, was great. Cool. I'm really glad they did it. And then yeah. uh, the Final Crisis uh, homage was cool, too, with like, oh, that, Superman holding... Holding Batman's skeleton? That yeah, was cool. That was cool. That was a cool tieback. Uh, the only thing, this is the other problem I have with both cuts of this of this movie is it's clearly setting up for a sequel that I don't want to see. Oh, really? Which is the fucking nightmare future or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's like uh, an- Superman. A- another Superman's gone evil story. Here yep. we go. We got to team up against Clark because I'm not sm- I'm not fucking clever enough to write a, a Superman story that has detail without I- turning him evil. I know. It. I. It's just such a cop out. Yeah. It, it's like I, I, all I want... All I fucking want is a, a fucking Superman story where I can see Clark be Clark. Damn it, <laughs> just right. one. Oh man, do I have to go? Do we have to go back and watch those Christopher Reeves movies again? Because we will probably. <laughs> I mean, I heard the the other ones aren't terrible. Yeah, well, we will well, at some point. If I want to go back and see fucking Good Boy Superman again, <laughs> right, and not just Dark Edge Lord Superman. Yeah, because that's what the final scene is: is Batman having a dream, which is a weird way to end it. Yeah. Um, because he wakes up from the dream and then goes out and talks to Martian Manhunter, like, "Hey, I had a pretty fucked up dream. Who are you?" 
<laughs> like, man, this day couldn't get any weirder. Yeah, that whole nightmare scene was like one of the reshot scenes like, yeah. to try to make people really excited for this movie. And the whole scene does not need to be in the movie at all. No, because not, it's not, even, it's not a even guaranteed that we'll even get that movie. Well, A, that, yeah. Yeah. And and B, just it adds nothing to the over the, the dark side story like that we were setting up that a whole movie was about. It adds nothing to that. It's like a seemingly new thing. Yeah. Um, granted, they kind of tied in by saying this is what happens if dark side kills Batman or whatever. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Um, Actually, I don't even know if that is what it could be because Batman is here. Oh, you know, he's yeah, Batman's there. So that's that must not be the same. I don't know what they're trying to hit with that. Then I don't know. Unless Batman comes back like like he does in the comic. <laughs> yeah, true. He goes back in time. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. But, I don't think so. Um, yeah, that nightmare scene was bad. I mean, we all needed that extra Jared Leto Joker Why? scene. We all needed it. Why is he getting work? I don't understand. I don't. I don't know. We're not doing Morbius on this podcast. I'm sorry, Morbius fans. We're not doing that movie. I I, um, I, I, will, I don't want to. I will not watch that. No. I have no interest in watching that. I, I heard he was in this movie, and that I almost didn't watch it because of that. God. But thankfully, he was just in that final scene. Where I was like. <laughs> my, my little fish stick. My little fish stick. Oh, oh my dear God! <laughs> it, it's just. Oh, I can't. I can't take it anymore. No, I don't. I barely <laughs> even want to talk about it. I, yeah, same. It's just fucking. It's such an it's out what of context. Expect. Such a weird scene where it's just Bruce and Joker just fucking talking shit to each they other. They literally just have like a shit talking back and forth about like Joker. Like it's it seems like it's kind of a him like making a thing to, about Jason Todd. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh like, it's for sure what it is. But yeah. yeah. And like it's like oh like oh you're making a, a call back to the comics, but it's just like I don't care about that uh, character. Yeah. It's and like it stole the scene from like literally everyone else. It, like everyone else is just kind of sitting there like. Are you guys going to, like, just keep talking to yourselves? Should we keep moving? Because we have, like, a mission that we yeah. came here to do something. Yeah, remember when, like, the world is destroyed and all this, and you got you guys are having this weird little, like, fight? Yeah, like, this, like, 20-year-old beef. Like, can we not right now? Yeah, like, let's move on. <laughs> just put a gag on this guy. <laughs> let's keep going. Yeah, and not to mention, what would Joker even be doing there? I don't know. Why would they keep him? I think they hint that, like, they need him to, like, for some very particular reason. I'm sure okay. it's very MacGuffin-y. <laughs> like, yeah. We need to put him in this uh, power converter. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> He's the only one who could talk Superman down. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it's... It, it's, it's for a movie that I ended up watching most of the time and being like, I like this more than I thought. Yeah. That was a really sour way to put me off the movie. It was a bad way to close it, it out. It was a bad way to close it out. Yeah. yeah. A really bad way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think but yeah, as a whole, it was a net win. Yeah. I probably. Think, I think if you could have an editor go through and make it like the length of a real movie, I think you got a hit there. Oh yeah. Like for if sure. at least financially, like not critically probably. But yeah. That's a good box office. Yeah. Sure. You've got a, a, something that wouldn't have flopped as hard as it did because it wasn't so laughably bad. It would have actually been a decent movie. Oh yeah. Like, definitely. And this movie could easily be cut down to feature length and be fine. Easily. Like you can maybe just like not have scenes of Alfred and one and Diana discussing what kinds of tea are best. <laughs> for example. <laughs> yeah. Like quabbling about like how to make tea or like prepare it. It's like, Oh no, you got to pour the water in before you dump the tea. in. It's like, <laughs> it's like Jesus people. I think after that scene, I was like, Oh, I get why this movie's four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh but yes that was the snyder cut it, it wasn't what i was expecting um for better or worse but that was the movie and yeah, thankfully could have been us, worse none of us have to watch the the joss whedon creation now at least yeah i will never watch it unless willfully forced <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so um but that'll be it uh, we're gonna keep reading the same book next week we're gonna uh, stay on that grant morrison justice league and read the next arc maybe the next two arcs we'll see how the timing works on that yeah uh and then we're gonna watch something justice league related maybe the tv show maybe one of the movies we'll we'll find out we'll figure it out oh yeah uh but until next time uh join us for some comic books oh yes <laughs> <laughs>